1: Two men collide, rival nations. It's a primitive clash, venting years of frustration. Guess what I'm trying to say is that if they can change, then you can change, and we can all change. It's time for Flats and Shanks.
2: Uh, You close enough? (laughs) Yeah, perfect. You can blink if you want, mate. (laughs) Weirdo. Just checking. Get a bit weird, um, now,
0: mate. ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this live podcast. Fuller's Guinness, Flats and Shanks. Make some noise.
2: He's so David Brent, isn't he? He's so Brent.
0: In the Three Guineas pub here in Reading. Um, I love Fuller's. Um, I love London Pride. I love Guinness. I drink it incredibly responsibly. Um, legally, we have to say that. Um, flats,
2: how are you all right? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yep. Good. I'm fine. It's you aren't worried about me.
0: It's your sisters you should worry about, mate. Oh, fucking
2: hell. Anyway, we've got a special guest. Can you guess who it is? Ladies and gents, James Haskell. I mean, look, we've
0: got to say his full name, James Andrew Welburn Haskell. Yep. Welburn?
3: Welburn. Yeah. What's that? Um, I think it's kind of a chintzy, middle-class attempt at kind of be double barreled I think. I don't think it means uh, anything. It's like I've got Mock Tudor cladding at the front of the house and <laughs> Have they, yeah. Princess Diana miniatures in the, uh, the everything Scotch-guarded. So it's not um, significant, it's not no, a family not name? Really. Well, I mean, apparently it is. I think it's just been bolted on.
2: It's like, it's like Shanks's parents called him Tomos, but spelt T-O-M-O-S the Welsh way, even though he's from Surrey. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, the Lions spelt it wrong when I got my cap delivered. Um, <laughs> my...
3: Have you had... <laughs> Is, that, is this what this is going to be about? Absolute rugby noise off, is it? Because I've never listened. So I... What? <laughs> Thank you. We're, we're uh, actually two, glad okay. you turned up, because two you've had, you had a couple of big days, haven't oh. you? Um, you were... I'm honestly... I have, I have. You guys think we're talking about the Royal Wedding. I'm not. I'm talking about the team social yesterday. Yeah, how was is that? It? It's any wonder I'm here. I'm battered, honestly. The, be- the best thing, the best part about
2: getting knocked out before the final is that you get an extra week's holiday and you get to be on the piss when other lads you know other lads are still doing tackling and breakdowns so you can go on you can go on the source
3: where'd you go? Um, somewhere it was like Clapham area I, it was a bit of a blur to be honest with you I was dressed as um, you can't swear can yeah, we? yeah you can yeah okay fine we'll just um, beep it out you had to have kind of uh, famous pairings and I wanted to go as um, Captain Hook and Paul Doran Jones go Smee um, but we yeah. couldn't get the costumes delivered in time, so we ended up. Because you didn't look till Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that we were getting knocked out tonight. was wasn't prepared. So, <laughs> I I owe some of the lads that holidays book for this Wednesday. No. Anyway, cool. and um, and uh, yeah, so Paul and I, I I came as a turd, and he came with some toilet paper. <laughs> a great pairing. And Honestly, we looked very good. how did
0: dre- How'd you dress as a
3: turd? So it was actually just a full kind of. Climbing turd costume with a fold-up, oh, a fold-up kind oh, of right. hood with actual uh, sweet corn detailing. Genuine. Pukature. Oh, genuine,
2: oh right. genuine,
3: genuine. And the weird thing was that uh, halfway through kind of the day, we walked into some pub in um, West West London, wherever it was, and everybody stopped and just stared at me walking as a turd. And I was like, right, this is very incognito. Uh, could you see your face on it? Like sadly, it. you could. Yeah, mm. yeah. It's not ideal. Um, blended right in. Yeah, I know. I had to go to the toilet and just get. Get into civies. <laughs> Just
0: to clarify, though, you are injured, aren't you?
3: I am 100 yes. percent injured. Yes. You are injured. Hang on, well, well, before
2: before we talk about that. Before yeah. we talk about that, still on the team social, are mm. team socials like now what they were like years ago? Which is sort of your silly Sunday. Obviously not Mad Monday because you're here. Twat's Tuesday because you're here. But silly Sunday is it? Everyone going out and getting responsibly smashed and letting themselves down on a and on, grown, a boat grown, on grown Pro
3: athletes. Spewing in front of children at Sunday lunch. <laughs> um, no, obviously we're very responsible. Um, you know, uh, you have pint shot, pint water, pint <laughs> water sick. No, um, <laughs> um, no. I, I think it is. It is kind of the last uh, bit of sort of. Amateur, amateur thing going on. You know, we do, we go all sort of season without drinking, and, and then kind of have that, have that good day in the sun. All the boys together. Everyone's in fancy dress. There's nothing better than kind of thirty lads making incredible effort. Um, and I, I, as I did say, my turd and paper costume was incredible. It was really good. Uh, it was really good. But lots of boys dressed up. Um, you know, brilliantly, and I think just going out and, and, and spending a bit of time is great. But you have to be very aware now that everybody is their own paparazzi. Everybody can photograph so you. Still yeah. got to be on best behavior, so We actually have security with us. Um, Did you? Yeah, yeah. We got. got, two, got we had you,
2: Danny Grucock. No one, no one fucked
3: around with yeah, us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, black belt and karate. Yeah, um, not a problem. Yeah, just, chin, we, just chin in civvies in pubs. Yeah, yeah. but we, 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 um, we just can't. You just can't have that now because it's just it's too it's too dangerous. Everyone's looking to stitch you up. You know. It, so we've got these guys, these two ex-police ex guys were... were or everyone's looking
2: to stitch you up or there might be a photograph of you just behaving like you normally do at the end of the season and that would in turn stitch you up because it's you that's stitching yourself up by being... 100%. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it completely. But you have security guards with you where there people trying to take photos of you on their smartphones because it is. it is these new, modern, newfangled phones and social media. People say the game's changed. It has and it'll keep changing. That's fine. People think it's all money. It's not. Social media has made a massive difference to the social habits of rugby players,
3: hasn't
0: you, it? You probably had a GoPro one, didn't you? <laughs> uh, yet. Yeah. But you can release it yourself, then, though, can't you? Yeah, you I can. Yeah.
3: Maximize it, get the, m- the revenue from YouTube. It's on oh. your terms, isn't it? Always oh, business, your way. Oh, oh the highlight package all on your with trans- transitions, music. Um, if, if all
2: the, of all the lads, you haven't got to you haven't got a, um, throw anyone under the bus here. But are there a,
3: are there one or two lads who are particularly good value? On a day out like that, yeah. There's a few guys um, that are obviously fantastic, as you know. That I mean, there's probably people in this room here who have a few a few beers and turn into a, an alter ego. Yeah. Um, and if you're looking round and you can't see who I'm talking about, there's probably you. Um, <laughs> um, you know, we've got a few. People. We had a, a, an ex-player at Was that turned into a, a bloke called Hank? Hank was the terror. We had a Frank the Tank as well. Fra- I remember Hank. Hank. I met Hank in the Picture and Piano in Fulham. Yeah, and he was. He was a proper handful. Wait, disgrace. Uh, Absolute handful. Frank the Tank, he, he was unbelievable. When he, he turned out. And he, when he's six foot... I won't say who it was, but this guy was six foot five, Frank the Tank. And when he went mad, I'll never forget him standing there. He just went... <laughs> I'm not sure I can say this, but who cares? Who cares? Um, he just went, I'm just going to wee myself. And he just... <laughs> and I'd be like, what? He goes, I'm going to wee myself. And he just weed himself. Awesome, in the middle, bro. Yeah. And we're like, wow. <laughs> nice one. That is... That seemed like a good idea at the time. Um, so... But no, it's it's kind of quite responsible, and you you do have to be careful. There are some boys that are very good value, and I just think it's nice to to have a bit of a bond, you know, uh, through a tough season where you know a lot of people associate rugby with what they've seen of university teams doing those mad kind of initiations, and everyone still thinks there's a huge drinking culture, and there, there isn't. There isn't. You know, it's it's every week. It's finish the game probably don't even see the opposition five minutes ice bath protein shake boom on the bus you know one day off back in the mix um, so it is actually nice to have a good kind of bonding session where you're quite relaxed sun was out it was, it was good yep. lovely stuff Lovely yeah. stuff. Um, just
0: p- prior to that um, you were quite busy on Saturday mm. um, well done for the invite are you, are
2: you as annoyed as I am that he didn't go to the Was semi-final can you believe that <laughs> it's outrageous isn't it injured why do not you go and watch he's leaving anyway it doesn't matter does it um, <laughs> but but what we want, like,
0: how were you invited? Was it pigeon? Was it through the mail, Royal Mail?
3: Was it email? Was it phone call? It was, like, it, um, <clears throat> it was like, um, it's like Harry Potter, an owl delivered okay. it. <laughs> yeah, and the envelope opened and read itself. It was amazing, <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> and then disappeared. Oh yeah, yeah.
3: I said, well, I'm finally going to Hogwarts, Chloe. She's like, no, it's actually the Royal Wedding, but anyway. Did um, you get invited or did Chloe get invited? Who's the plus one? Well. <sighs> I've actually the lads took great delight in telling me that it was Chloe Maylie and partner had attended yeah, the yeah. wedding. But um, and I don't want to sound really wanky, but I'm going to. But it was James Haskell plus one. Of course it was. Course of course it was, it was. I was busy
2: anyway. Don't worry. Yeah, about but it.
3: what was it an invite through the post? Yeah, it came yeah. in the post. Yeah, it came in the post. Was it really swanky? Yeah, it was very nice. I've kept it.
0: Did they have like a, a John? Did they have like a John Lewis catalogue for wedding gifts and stuff? Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> Did
3: you get him a toaster? Harrods, was a Harrods catalogue. No, they were, they were, no I, Mate, I think it was just donations. It won't be Harrods, right?
0: that's for sure.
3: Oh. I've, I've, inadvertently, I've inadvertently put my foot in it there. Yeah, we we'll probably have to edit that bit yeah. out, actually. Did you say Halfords? Yeah, Halfords. He said
2: Halfords. That's right. The, the Halfords catalogue. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Um, uh, could I press pause for a sec? Not on the recording. Am I the only person in the room who doesn't know what that gag means?
3: Oh. <laughs> Genuine.
2: Thank yeah. You. Who owns Halfords? Who owns Harrods? Who owns Harrods?
3: Okay, yep. You got it. Well, um, that's why this, this is why this bit's never, ever getting ahead. Yeah. Um, but yep. so how,
0: how did you approach that then with director rugby, Die Young, that you might be missing the... Wasps semi-final.
3: Well, I, I didn't. I kind of said that I, w- I was um, unable to attend because obviously I, I thought I'd be playing the the, the kind of semi-final and um, I unable to, to,
0: to attend the, the wedding. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Hang on. Okay. How
3: do you tell? How do you tell
2: Hazza that you're not coming to the wedding? As things stand, like, do you have to reply to some uh, member of the special forces or? Yeah, you got. There's a various. There's
3: a few. Lo- um, or do you, text, to jump or do you text Harry? Listen. Anything I just say, say, is, going say, anything say, I say is going to sound really like. No, it's so not. It is. It is. When you listen to his back, you're like, oh, what a loser. I've got. David,
2: um, I, I can. Te- I'm on text in terms of David Beckham. So you're not going to beat that. So go for it.
3: It's not true. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's so dreamy, isn't he? Do you see is him at the Royal Wedding? He's yeah. So yeah good he's, looking.
2: I mean, it's a. He's the only it's man who could turn up at the Royal Wedding
3: with like full neck tattoos and just look unbelievable. Just <laughs> and he gave Elton John a kiss on the lips as well. Did he? Yeah. Good boy. Yep. I like that. What a boy. If I, if I ever meet him, he's
2: getting a kiss That's on the lips quite, of me, yeah. I'll tell you that. I'd, let Elton, John, Elton
3: Minging, I'd let, let Elton John kiss me on the lips and Beckham. You know. Beckham, 100%. Do, so you do you, re, you replied to say that you possibly yeah, yeah, couldn't yeah, make it? Yeah, yeah. I said, listen, there's obviously, um, uh, depending on whether what, because it was obviously done a while ago, I said, listen, I'm not sure what what's going to make the semis, what the story is. Yeah. I don't think I'll be able to go. Obviously, my priority is that. And then uh, we played against Newcastle and I came off 10 minutes after half time. Um, with my foot just killing me, and yeah, I, bet uh, it I, was. I, I had a scan. <laughs> I had a scan in the week. Hey, Who were you um, winking at?
2: Do you have something in your yeah, eye? Yeah,
3: I did. Yeah, I'm off. I'm off. Um, and I had a, a scan. Obviously, it showed like swelling and inflammation. And I, and I tried to train, and I couldn't do it. And basically, as we got into um, the Tuesday of the of the week when he was picking the team, he just took me to one side and said, listen. I spoke to the physio, seen the scan. You're not going to be right. Everything was okay. And I never really had the conversation because I was intending to to go to the game. And yeah. then and then Di messaged me saying, "Listen." If you want to go to this wedding, I'll give you hundred percent support. It's a once in a lifetime. You, you've got my permission. So I, I said, okay, I'll, I'll message back and see if they've got the, the spots still available. It was, it was. So
2: that was it. So we'll ask. We'll ask what the wedding was like in a minute. But then, what? Cause it's the most. That's the reason we're here. But
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, what we will do as well. We'll we'll do probably half hour, forty five minutes. Now we'll have a quick break. Um, so you can go to the toilet and then we'll open up for some questions after. What's your hands, you know, all right? So yeah.
2: Um, but what, But what? I The semi-final thing, if you're injured for a semi-final, like there are some teams that take the whole squad and that sort of stuff. But I played in semi-finals, then was injured for other semi-finals. And I went to the final because we all had to go. But the semi-finals I was injured for, injured quite a lot. I never went to watch them. I couldn't think of anything worse than going to watch them. In fact, one of the semi-finals, like a Heineken Cup semi-final that I missed with Achilles injury, I didn't even watch it on telly. I couldn't think of anything worse. Not that it was like, so super painful I couldn't bear to watch it. It was like, I'm not involved, it's a massive occasion, they're miles away from where I live, I'm going to have a nice day and not base my day around this. And it doesn't mean I didn't love my club. So it's like, you not going to a semi-final because you're injured, to me is completely reasonable, and I'm not just saying that because you're here. I mean, if you weren't here, I'd be
3: stabbing you right in the back.
0: And presumably, <laughs> presumably Windsor Castle has good Wi-Fi, and you've got the BT app so
3: Sadly, not allowed to um, use your phone, so I had to yeah, wait until yeah. after we'd finished to get back to the car to, to see what happened, because no one had their phones on. And I think they were jamming, when people did have their phones, there was no signal. I think they were jamming all right. signals. Well, and it's PCBs, all,
2: yeah. yeah, it's all secret service up there, isn't it? You know, when, have you seen the, the uh, video things that go around on Twitter of the, do you call him a pastor? The guy who was... Reverend, he was. Reverend, right? The Reverend. Who did, next, it was did, the
3: most Reverend Michael Curry.
2: Oh, there you go. The but most was, David Flapp It was, someone, it was like Randy Jackson, that, wasn't it? Someone tweeted that he was doing 50 in a 30 zone. I love that. But then, but then, yeah, so someone's done that montage of him. Who is it? Randy? Is it Randy Jackson? Randy From, Jackson. Coming what film America? is it? Coming to America. So they sort of, they got all the people's reactions like, what the fuck is this guy on about? Which I thought was great. I loved it. But then they got this brilliant montage going around on social media. You should see it. It's a good experience.
0: Uh, so, yeah, so The Wedding. Brilliant. Most of us watched it. I mean, my missus did. I do not obviously. Um... What was the after party? Where would you go after the wedding?
3: Um, so we, we kind of went from um, the, the chapel into um, a part of the, the... The cast had the speeches, had everything else like that. Yeah. yeah. It was nice, actually. There were a lot of weapons in that. No, I'm not talking about the guests. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> uh, again... We saw, past tins, was time, up you know. saw yeah. tins up there. Saw tins up there. Austin yeah. Healy there, was he? Austin, no, yeah. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, no, and well, no, they didn't get invited, did they? No, he, he was... Um, he was he was at the semi-final where he should have been. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, James. And uh, No, I just meant there was like uh, the armoury. I just didn't yeah. realise that every kind of available wall space was covered in old muskets, knives. If it's kicking off, I'm going Windsor Castle. It's a zombie yeah. apocalypse. Get into there and you will, you'll never go wrong. Do you nick anything? It's all bolted down. And, and actually someone made, a jo- someone made a joke about not nicking stuff.
2: <laughs> I would, at Tins and Zara's wedding, I, I nicked a load of stuff from that. I had loads of cutlery, a crystal glass that was... Um, I thought it was the uh, Prince Philip's, but it was actually Clive's. Stole a crystal glass, and then on the, you had to hand your phones in on the way in, and they put them in these really cool little velvet royal pouches, and I nicked, like,
3: I must have had, like,
2: 12, 13 of those pouches. Do you, do you, do you
3: got know got loads I, of them. I get still, my cufflinks in them now. I still get flashbacks to that Tyndall wedding. Yeah, that was bad. Oh, yeah, that yeah. was bad. <laughs> Oi. <laughs> Oi, Oi, there's, people don't know. Oi, like, there's three or four. Th- that, that alone would be the basis for any autobiography.
2: Oh, my God. You Honestly, right? Can you uh, explain? Actually, oh, no, topically, right. no, we can't, because... Okay. The main event was Prince oh, this Harry. Is? <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> like, uh, yeah. This is really good, no, then, guys. There's, there's, there's some even other bits and pieces. Just... Um, what was their first dance? Are um, you were allowed to say? It was, uh, yeah, they announced it was Whitney Houston. Um... God rest That's her soul. One, yeah, yeah, yeah. What is
2: it? What was it? We're going to dance together. Sing it? <laughs> <laughs> hey, come on. Were you invited as well, were you? <laughs>
0: Not dressed like that. Um. <laughs> okay, so did you DJ after?
3: No, sadly not. What? Just, but well, I'll be careful what I can reveal and what I can't reveal. But no, they, oh, yeah, never, okay, they okay. would never okay. let me anywhere near that. that the, the Who DJed? You're not allowed to reveal it. Uh, I just—it's so like you just don't know what yeah. you can. Because, bear in mind as well that that all that kind of the, the media stuff around it. A lot of lot of people involved don't like the me doing the media. Do you know what I mean? It's not. It's yeah. Not. So, so if so you, you want if you want to know be... more, you've got
2: a book coming out. Um, Available, tin, yeah, might well, soon. Well, <laughs> well tin, yeah. Tins told me that Idris Elba DJ'd. That's what Tins told me. Anyway,
3: <laughs> yeah, throw Tins under the bus. He's already part of the royal family.
2: and he didn't tell me that. I was just trying to, get, I was trying to stitch you up, but no, I didn't. Whatever. And he's had and his nose done. Have you seen his nose? Hmm. It's minging. Have you seen it? it looks well, like it's only mean because it's actually, straight, isn't it? Well, wow, he, he actually he looks weirdly like you now. But he... no, but he does handsome, good looking. And no, Tins used to be. He used to be basically a ugly bloke with a characterful face and a famous wife now he's an ugly bloke with a famous wife he's just <laughs> apart from his wife apart from Zara what has tin's got going for him he's a tackle bag in the World Cup well done <laughs> he shouldn't have had it done he should not have had it done so I, honestly that's an error royal wedding done yeah sure any more questions well, was, it, was it was it brilliant
3: yeah I mean obviously um, from my perspective I, I, I didn't realise I mean again and I told you this before. It kind of the rugby world, everyone gets very excited, but it's a very small world. So when I came out and I sort of logged on to directly onto to Twitter to see how Wasp had done, and everything else like that I'd obviously seen the people are throwing their toys out the pram. But then I switched off my phone, and, and it's never been a problem since because <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's irrelevant. It's like you know, so I, so I didn't, I didn't kind of um, worry too much about that. But in terms of the, of the whole experience, it was incredible. It was everything you'd want it to be. It was unbelievably. Um, kind of moving, I thought, uh, I know people have made jokes about that, that, uh, the Reverend Michael Curry, but most he, reverend. What, the yeah. most reverend, but it, the he delivered was, was unbelievable, and just there's so many kind of firsts on that day, and I think that,
0: the gospel choir was great as well, wasn't oh, it? Incredible, Standby, like, people I mean. wanted to,
3: people started, because it it's obviously very formal, and you're kind of having two different kind of mixes, people wanted to start clapping, when they were singing on the way out, and, and actually people started, started doing that, and it was just, lots of amazing moments, kind of when Megan walked down the aisle on her own, is that kind of first statement, you know, there's a lot of stuff about kind of feminism in the world at the moment, all that kind of stuff, so it was quite powerful to see all that and just to be involved in it. You know, and, and Obviously, I've gutted not to be involved with, with you know, It's me my club have been there for 12 years. If I could have done it, I would have done, but I don't think it's fair for me to go and put you know, anaesthetic in my foot and, and muddle around the, the field and not make a good account of myself just because I should have been at a semi-final. And, and, and like we talked about earlier when I'm on, say, what's playing away game and I'm on out doing my bits and, as you know, I love social media and I'll post something. So many rugby fans, why are you not watching? Why are you not supporting? It's like, calm down. I've been there all week training. Relax. Check but, my you know, x-rays, mate. Yeah. I've done my bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, but, yeah. It's, but it's also, it's also just, it's just people get very excited because they can't disassociate themselves. that They are that passionate about it. I'm very passionate, but it doesn't mean I'm going to go and watch it on, on week and I'm going to spend all week analysing it. I've done all my bit in the week to kind of support the guys. We've, we've been living and breathing it. So, I don't happen to want to go off and watch rugby in my spare time. I do it kind of, you know, all the time, and and I think it's hard for people to understand that. And I think it's cheap, cheap, easy headlines to have a dig. You know, I'm sure if I was paid to have an opinion, I I I would do it too. So
0: let's um let's talk about Wasps. So you came through the academy. Um, you how old were you when you first got when you first played for Wasps and. So what do you remember actually, about that?
3: Well, so, so my first, um, well, there's a couple of things. My, my first thing, I was actually at school, uh, still at school, when I did a whole pre-season with Wasps. So I was kind of just turned um, 17, and I went to Poland with Wasps. They were kind of the first one of those teams to go to that horrific... Because of the cryo chambers. Like, cool, that? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, obviously oh, yeah. Wales went many times at uh, 17. after that. Yeah, I, thanks for that. It was, it was massively intense, and I'll never forget that the, the worst part of it was we had a team social while we were out there. And I was trying to keep a low profile. I wasn't a massive drinker, and uh, I knew it was going to be a bad day when, when Lawrence came over to me and said, uh, Haskell, welcome to Wasp, my mate. Neck this. And then he, he necked a pint, and I necked a pint. I thought that'd be all right. Alex King did the same thing. Simon Shaw did the same thing. Uh, Josh Lucy did the same thing. It just went Will, Will Green wet himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Trevor Leota. Pint of uh, pint of rum and coke. Um, <laughs> JD and five Big Macs. Yeah. And, uh, and that was a bad day because I was absolutely obliterated. And, and I remember Sean Edwards kind of taking me taking me home, which was a scary walk back in a forest in Poland, with, <laughs> with, with, with steaming with Sean Edwards. You're right, kid. You're right, kid. I've got scary this. for
2: the wolves, mate. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> if anything attacked us, it was the last thing they would ever do. Um, so I remember getting into my room and uh, getting woken up at 8.30 in the morning in absolute hell the room's like 36 degrees there's no water you can't drink the tap water or you're definitely getting dysentery and uh we had to get on a bus going to go auschwitz it was a four hour bus journey to auschwitz and i was sitting next to uh, craig dowd a man who was only slightly more drunk than i was yeah. and confined in this bus with no air conditioning going to the most depressing horrific <laughs> place on earth yeah. and Literally i was sh- the worst place on earth and i was yeah. shown into that room where it's all just hair, where like all the hair that oh. shaved off everyone, and and I was thinking, if I throw up on this, <laughs> this terrible moment in history, I'm never going to get out. I'm, honestly, I was like, like physically shaking. Yeah. It was it was the worst day, and then four hours back, and the whole time Craig Craig Dow. You was can't vomit head, on history, can you? And you can't vomit no. on Craig Dowd, or no. or will kill you. So that yeah. was kind of my first experience, and then at the end of that pre-season we went uh, yeah split. bring us
2: back up
0: now
3: yeah sorry <laughs> I'm just I'm just, just, I'm, just t- I'm just telling you the truth that's my you know got a holocaust in my head now <laughs> yeah and, uh, and and then so we kind of went, we split the games half the squad went to Bristol and half the squad went to play in Claremont and it was um, it was a game actually where Oriol Rougeri got um, Phil Greening elbowed oh, him throat. in the throat yeah. and, and, and then spent years trying to sue Phil Greening etc etc so we were there and uh, I was 17 and I was I was starting and I was playing in the back row, uh, and they had Olivier Mania, uh, they had kind of Mercer on at 10, they had Tony Marsh, they had all these unbelievable players, oil Rougerie, all these guys. And I remember I knew I was at my depth, and we were running around the warm up, and like Phil Green was like calling all these moves, and I was thinking, I don't know any of this, I, I literally didn't know anything. And I we played the game, and I remember that Olivier Mania got the ball on the wing. <laughs> Right, it stayed wide, and I was running across, thinking I'm going to tackle this guy. He just looked at me, out the back door, reverse, 20 meter inside, spin past, Oreo Rougeau scored, and I was like, "Perhaps rugby isn't for me." <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, uh, and Lawrence had said to me before the game, he said, "Listen, always a bit tasty down here. If it kicks off, I want you in the mix." Right, Lawrence, that, Lawrence, that, you know, king of king of bravado, one of my one of my heroes, or he was up until he threw me of the bus the other day. Um, <laughs> but but karma will get you. And um, and uh, he, he said to me, he goes, oh, listen, I, I, uh, you know, I want you there. And I, I, I was like, yes, Lawrence, whatever you need, sir. Um, here's your boots, they're freshly polished. And, um, and uh, so anyway, middle of this thing, the big brawl with your Rougie kicks off, right? I'm in the middle of it. Lawrence is punching someone. I, I turn around, this prop, front row, French guy, I just look at him, bang him, doesn't move, right? <laughs> and I wasn't sure why I was banging him, because he hadn't done anything to me, but it literally... <laughs> It literally erupted. into. He was within old, range. It was an old yeah. school carnage. So I banged him. He didn't even move. He just punched me. And my, at the time, I had a brace just pinged out straight out, <laughs> my, straight out of my mouth. I was obviously a little bit dizzy, scrapping, just trying to hit anyone and everything, just because I didn't want to get bollocked by Lawrence. And obviously, the whole thing it erupted into the crowd and everything else. And, uh, and lo and behold, no one was able to find the videotape after the game. And it was, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. was never seen again. But that was kind of my first, first introduction to professional rugby. And then I went back to school. And that yeah. kind of ruined my, my last year of school rugby because once you had a taste of professionalism, you kind of go there and you become very excited and you want to get a contract, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. Whereas school rugby in the last year is your last pressure-free rugby. Yeah, that's when I should, should have be been the best rugby of your life. Chipping, actually. chip and chasing yeah. about that, but I was like training like Rocky, like you know, diet, eating you know four chickens a, you know a, a night, doing all this kind of stuff, taking it super seriously, analysing stuff. And I think my teammates must have thought this guy's an absolute bore. Like just give <laughs> it a rest, mate. Yeah. We know you've been at Wasp, but just calm down. Down. so I, I, that's my kind of my one, one regret but it was pretty, pretty special for a 17 year old to get that kind of exposure and now um, now you're leaving Worcester, of course
2: and you've left before and gone back um, and you're off to Saints but just an interesting one for me is it's like Shanks asked how'd you get invited to the royal wedding and how'd you find out you're going to be a lion and stuff like that I'm always interested in those conversations because they're always different sometimes there is no conversation it just something becomes apparent and you speak to your agent and they've spoken to someone and whatever it is how did you find out that you were leaving Wasps? How did you, you know, would, do you remember sort of where you were when you found out there's nothing here for me, or what they've offered isn't enough, or whatever?
3: Yeah, I was walking in for my um, my sighting uh, when I took Jamie Roberts's head off, um, which apparently they're still trying to find somewhere around the three one six in. See uh, what you can't miss it. The size of a. No, well, I know head. that's what I mean. I should have had a dispensation. His chin goes halfway down his chest. Got a skull like a mammoth. Um, yeah. To be honest, uh, I
0: didn't expect him to pass.
3: No, no, did no, I did it though. did I? I've never seen him do it. No, what, not what, like. you know? yeah. That's why I had a 20-minute run-up. I was like, I'm going to absolutely ice him here. He hasn't passed. <laughs> if you run all that way, you may as well No, I know, it but him. it's also the, the old knees. I thought I'd gone way lower and I ended up just taking his head off in the sighting. They're like, what were you trying to do here? I was like, I know what it looks like. But <laughs> I, in my mind, I'd actually gone a lot lower. I'd just never run that fast in my life to tackle someone and I just didn't react well enough. But anyway, I got, I got an email uh, press release saying, be seeing you. Oh, really? <laughs> Be seeing you. Oh right, yeah. so not they, a, they a they phone call. call. Not they a phone call. They didn't write. me seeing you. Yeah, yeah. They didn't write. For seeing yeah. you. But yeah, you, I, you just got an email saying here's a press release. <laughs> yeah. and by the way, you're leaving. What? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'd obviously had like uh, an initial conversation. Look, I, I think you, you know the writing's on the on, on the wall for a period of time. I think my agent was speaking to it, you know we were pretty sure, but that was kind of the final the final confirmation. I, I'd had a chat. with kind of Di, um earlier on in the season, and I, I just came at the meeting. And I was like, listen, I don't think this is going this is gonna um, work for next year and, and I I think I, you know I never we never spoke about money we never spoke about financials it was ne- it, that was never the, the never the case uh it was just a thing of i think there's some great young players coming through at was i think that they decided namely that. his son
0: yeah he is bloody good <laughs> he is, he is oh, I, I, yeah. I would say I, you know Joking. i would
3: say but he's, i think uh, thomas is incredible i don't know how he's not in the in the in the welsh squad but, I agree, um, Yeah, but uh you know there's there's always that kind of that, that writing's on the wall situation i think they felt that there was other players that could kind of take on take on the journey um and yeah so that was kind of my disappointment and then i kind of finally confirmed it when i got the press release and i was like oh oh okay that's um, happening then yeah and then and then obviously you have it's a very weird kind of period of time in my life uh, this kind of uh, last year because in in many ways it's been great coming off the Lions Tour other ways it's been frustrating being left out with England coming back with England being left out again with England or or rested all those kind of bits and pieces it's been kind of the hardest year and a half um, of my rugby life ever really just because yeah Yeah. it's always been because you you know I'd love to have finished my career at Was. I would have loved to have done that the most romantic thing you know finish it as you would have wanted lifting silverware but it doesn't happen like that you know Eddie Jones saying listen Unless you're lol, then it, you know, yeah, 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 it's, yeah, a yeah, yeah, big lol, yeah, yeah. big lol. Um, he knows where all the bodies are buried. That's why he was. He, yeah. <laughs> exactly. how, long, how long do you want this time, Lawrence? <laughs> ten years, please. <laughs> but you're thirty-five. Correct. Um, you're made of leather. Uh, for ten yeah, years. Yeah, exactly. Half your body's gone to medical science, lol. Um, and uh, yeah, so you get, kind of get the get romantic way out. Other guys have to leave, and, and I think. You know, I, I obviously sometimes was, 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 was sad about that whole, that whole situation. But then you look at it, very few players get to finish as they would have wanted. Uh, you know, your Comrade Smith, your on who's you guys that are at finishing a World Cup and then deciding to go and play in France and do a bit more, that's all on their terms. Um, you know, Richard McCaw retiring in a World Cup final. Very, very rarely do people get that. A lot of people end up carrying out on a stretcher or, or exit through the side door. And, and I'm going through the side door and, and it, it is what it is. And I think what people... Don't understand is that this is this is a job what we do we get we essentially get beaten up for a living it's attritional it's a full time occupation and you know people talk about loyalty people talk about everything but and it's hard sometimes for fans to understand but it's business it's always business it's strictly business and if you go into life with a romantic ideal that is anything other than business you you, you're going to get caught out I, I left Wasp before so. This time round, the emotion was less because if I'd stayed at one club my whole time and not seen the world, not experienced different things, and even if I hadn't been left out with England, you know, you think the world's going to end when you don't play for England, and you realise that no one gives a shit, and it just goes on, and people play and people win, and you're you're you know three weeks from retiring, no one knows who you are anymore. So if you go into it and compartmentalise and understand that's the situation, then I was disappointed, but you know, it it, it was what it was, and and, and now I've got a new exciting um, you know journey with Saints starting. Yeah. Yeah. So so why
0: Northampton
2: then?
3: So I looked at lots of different... Well, I heard... heard, Sorry, Shankar, I heard that
2: you... This is all inside knowledge and it could all be balls, but when you're like you and you're big and you're brash and you're articulate and you love social media, you're all over social media, you're happy to have a laugh, you're also very happy to promote yourself and the stuff you do, which is the game, there are people who assume that you are all about... People call you the brand Haskell as a joke and people (laughs) think you're obsessed with money, but I happen to know you a bit better than that and I heard on the grapevine that you got some very nice offers from different places, different countries, perhaps a bit French, a bit Japanese, and you've chosen to stay here and actually play for Northampton You know, for reasons other than pure cash, right? So it's kind of, we don't want to talk about money on the thing, but it's, it's one of those things that people think that you just take the biggest offer,
3: but that's actually not the case, is it? No, not at all. I mean, I... Um with this decision i had lots of things to kind of weigh up in my mind um you know did i want to try to fight for my place in the world cup squad um you know did i want to stay here and uh, play for another premiership club which i've never done did i want to go and experience um you know super 15 again did i want to go and play in in france uh i'm obviously coming towards the end of my my career what's going to help me transition it was very hard uh and obviously there was a lot of times where people didn't ever assume I was going to leave Wasps. So it's very hard. So when you're at, in contract, normally your agent goes and calls up Leicester Tigers and says, oh, James out of contract. Would you like him? And obviously initially, first two or three times, they go, well, possibly they don't want me, but hypothetically if they did, they would say, oh, yes, we'll pay him X. So you then go did, back to Wasps did. and say, oh, Leicester Tigers going to pay me this. How much are you going to pay me? And then, yeah. you know, um, normally uh, they don't believe you. Um, and then you have to kind of do everything like this if you're going to leave, and then you get the kind of deal done, and it's done. Yeah. But, um, you know, we a lot of people, when I said I was going to leave Wasp, they, would, they, would, they didn't believe it. So so it meant that they all thought they were being kind of used as like leverage against other... Bang other your money persons. up a yeah, bit. Yeah. yeah, so when it did get announced, obviously a lot of lot of lots of deals had been done. So it was a situation of me going and, and weighing all this kind of stuff stuff up, seeing what was available. And, and one side that I always I always admired and were kind of Wasp's nemesis for a while were, were, were Northampton. They've had some, some incredible players play for them um, in their time. And I know... This year hasn't gone that well for them, but they've got some great guys and they're so hungry to be successful that when I spoke to them and it gave me an opportunity to keep playing in England, I thought that's what I wanted to do because whether I am good enough anymore, whether I, and I believe I am and I believe that I showed that in, against France and against Ireland, but there are great players around and I don't want to be the guy that's still banging the drum when everyone can see that you're not, you're not there, but I would hate to say it in a year's time if I'd gone to France or gone to Japan, looked back and gone, a couple of injuries, you know, I, I would be back in the mix. I don't think I could live with myself, especially as I've always done everything in my career to be the best rugby player. I think a lot of, a lot of people mis- misunderstand that I've maximised everything in life because I believe you get, one, you get one shot at it and you've got to do everything. So I do everything, DJing, speaking, whatever it is. And people say, oh, look, you're not focusing on rugby. That's bullshit. My, my whole day is centred around my rugby. You know, I, I've always spent money on my own physios, my own trainers, my own nutritionists, you know, doing everything. To, to be the best rugby player I can be so with that in mind and the way I've lived my career to, to then give up on a World Cup you know because I said to Eddie I, I, you know, I spoke to these conversations I was like listen if I'm dust then, then, then I'll go but I sh- as I showed with the, with the Six Nations that I still feel there's, there's something for me to do and, and it's uh, going to be an uphill climb but I'd like to give it every possible shot see what happens and then in a year's time you know reflect knowing that I could have done no more so he's, told, I, so he's told you you're not dust I yes, think as so a
0: clap is what I was going to say
3: but, but he does he, he does always tell me that he's carrying my P45 round in his pocket. Yeah. And, 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 and he told I, me that about you as and well. He, when he t- and when, he, when I play against France, he said it's ama- he goes, mate, it's amazing how fast you run when someone's chasing you with a P45. <laughs> <laughs> and he keeps like this. He keeps going, I've got it for you, Honestly, all, all the time. And I'm like, Pick going Go back to my room and give myself a Chinese bird. Are you,
0: uh, are you going there to sort of just play any position you get told? Or is there a certain position you want to play? Um,
3: yeah, again, you know, all through my kind of career, everyone said, you know, what's your favourite position? I think, personally, and I know we all have views on what sevens look like and what everything else. And we all believe there should be uh, a certain a certain thing. I, my hero, kind of was Rich McCaw, so and and kind of guys like Pocock, and and I love them. And I, I think every time I've I've played seven, I've absolutely loved it because it was something for the first part of my career I hadn't really done. And a, a good friend of mine, Tom Reese, played there. We were always playing mm. six and seven, and and. When I got the opportunity to play seven, especially for England, I I, I absolutely loved it. I'm not precious. I'll play anywhere that that, that they want me to play. Um, and I think with with speaking to to Boyd at uh, at Northampton, you know he. He obviously wants to see how people fit in, you know, because back row is all about balance. It's not about numbers on the back. It's no. You guys have got to complement each other. You don't have to have, you know, you don't have to be, you know, five foot six to be great to, to, to steal a ball. You know, you don't. You, you, everybody needs to be able to tackle. Everyone needs to be able to compete for the ball. Everyone needs to be a big ball carrier because it's all about the, the, the gain line. So if you get the balance right, or if you have someone that's such a great carrier, but his work rate means that he's not getting to rucks, and you've got to balance that, got to balance it out. And I'll, I'll be interested to see what happens. Um, I am a bit nervous because it's going to be kind of. First day of school syndrome, and as you can imagine, for someone like myself, there's lots of people I know, but there's also lots of preconceptions. So I just have to go in there and and, and you know my, my new school uniform on and chin everyone, chin everyone. That's it. Just start. But that's just what whacker, you look, know. mate. Hey, you say that that one well, that first session in Poland, right? Yeah. The stupidest career move I've ever made. We're doing a mauling session, right? And it's we were like the B team against the A team. Ota. right? Yeah. Don't chin him. Well, <laughs> mauling session. Cheating. Cheating once, cheating twice, right? Everyone's like, ah, oh, Trevor, someone's got to do him. I was yeah. like, ah, I'll do him. He's Did he you know that, right? <laughs> yeah. in, in, the of a, in the middle of a mall, he came to the side, cheated. I pulled him out of the mall, uppercut, tackled him onto the floor, right straight. Did absolutely nothing to him. Yeah. Him, one short left, split my eye, split my face, right? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, right, right, anyway, finish the session. Trevor comes over, gives me a big hug. Right, bro, good work, eh? And I was like, okay, he, he's not going to kill me. And, yeah. then, and then for the next three weeks, Gats used to come up and just rub my shoulders and go, there's my boy, Hesk, there's my boy, hey, <laughs> you, you keep beating up Trevor, you'll be getting on well with us. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and he absolutely loved it. He absolutely loved it. And, that, and that's, I think, that's why he started. He, 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 could, he could not have been more happy. So every time I did something like that, he, he, Gats, Gats, you know what he's like? He just stand there smiling like, good, man, good. yeah, And wheezing a bit. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so, yeah, so that was never take on Trevor Leota. Shit, no, at anything except long distance running. Yeah. Mm. Um, 77 caps for England, is that right? Yes. Off the top of my head, well done, me. You um, cannot
2: nick 77 caps.
0: You can't. You, you can't. Well played, yeah. Ask. Well you can done. have a good go at it, but you can't. Yeah. Uh, so, what sort of, you've been sort of in and out a little bit of the England squad. Are there any periods that you look back now, not that you finished, but really fondly of your time with England?
3: Um, I've got to say that the time under Eddie, even though the the last Six Nations was very tough, um, all the time under Eddie, I just feel that winning caps is important. And, and, you know, I'm disappointed, obviously, not to be going on tour because I want to play for my country. And once you're in it sometimes and you're getting picked every week and you're involved and it's not it's not um, there's no uncertainty about whether you're going to get get another one you kind of take it for granted. But when you're suddenly out of it, you're like, I want every cap, every moment to, to be involved in that uh, in that white shirt. And um, I think Under Eddie, winning the Grand Slam, you know, because yeah. you can have, you know, I had, I don't know, six-year-old caps on like that and we had not won any proper silverware. Like, we won the Six Nations but we got beaten by Ireland away. So it's, you got absolutely pumped, you lost the Grand Slam but here's a, yeah. Here's a trophy. It's very, it's very disappointing. So to get that Grand Slam and actually do something in English that no one can take away, that's so complicated, so hard, that, that i lost in three, three games to win a Grand Slam uh, previously to that. And to actually you know, to, to, to win it on the third one against France away was, was amazing. To go to Australia, where we'd never won before in lots of places um, and, or only won once, and to get that, that whitewash was incredible. And I know a lot of boys turn around. A man of the series. I wasn't going to mention that, but... Oops, um, <laughs> sorry about uh, yeah. that. round of applause. Guil- oh. Guilty. Um, no, but the thing with it, it w- w- was, for example, with Eddie, is that we boys talked and said, look, we would have traded half the caps to win more silverware yeah. and be in better environments. Because once you have a good environment, it's, you realise how lucky you are, and when you're winning stuff, how lucky that is to do that. And, that, and that's the most important thing. And even in my first few years at Was, I was spoiled. You know, two premierships, Heineken Cup, Power Gen Cup, Middlesex, everything. We won everything and then we haven't won any silverware since and you know my time at Stamford say we didn't win Highlanders we didn't win you know um, playing in Japan we didn't win and Rico you, Black Rams Rico Black Rams you just, did, you just didn't take the um, you kind of just take it for granted and now silverware is such a, a commodity and that when you do win it there's nothing more bonding of a team than winning stuff yeah. who was your first cap against? Wales you won it you were playing won't you? what year was that? 2007 who won? Yeah. It, where um, was it? Uh, Wales won
0: 2007,
3: 2007, last game of the six, it That's was, right, that's right. We'd lost every single. Was We'd lost
0: every single game by that one, so yeah. it didn't matter in the end. Every... <laughs>
3: <laughs> we got cheered, we got clapped out. Yeah, yeah. the Welshman there. As that's there. where. There that's we where we were, yeah. we, were, we were. we were driving through, and I, my first game on the bus, and we were driving through Cardiff, and you know, Welsh were like w- waving. You know, I, I remember his grandma. Wait, right, she's waving like that and I wave back and she just give it that one <laughs> right?
0: he's putting his finger up for those of you that yeah, put my finger <laughs> up, can't see not video. and are listening um,
3: and, uh, and like, people were swearing and throwing stuff at the bus it was incredible right? and then I remember just we were about to drive into the stadium this Welsh guy ran out and just headbutted the front of the bus <laughs> I heard about, that. Yeah, split, I heard about split, that split his head and just like stumbled off and I was like where am I and what the hell is going on and everywhere we've ever been Ireland the same People swearing, doing everything, right. all these, and with English fact, you know, if you start wearing a Saint George's flag, going too much, you're immediately the leader of the BMP. So you've got to be like, it's not quite. <laughs> yeah. We don't get sport with the same kind of nationalistic. You're thing. all welcome. You're yeah. all very welcome. Yeah, everyone's like, yeah. Oh, bravo, bravo. May the best team win. Going to Wales, you're getting firebombed as you're going into the stadium. <laughs> yeah, but good night out though, isn't it? Um,
0: <laughs> what, uh, what was your first song? Do you have to sing a song?
3: Yeah, I sung. Heartful um, well, Dodger. No, you don't always have to. Hard by Tenacious D. <laughs> Right, and I and I, and I and I and I stood up. At the fr- I stood up at the front of the bus. I stood in the front of the bus, and obviously, being ever the, the showman, I I started singing this song. And Brian Ashton was there, and I was like, "Don't always have to f- hard." Right, and about three minutes into the song, Brian Ashton went, "Oh, do sit down, you silly boy." So, yeah, he wouldn't like that. Yeah, bigger Earn would not yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah, that was, uh, that was great. Uh, um, I've actually latterly when I had to sing other songs, I've gone for Build Me Up Buttercup or Why Don't You Love Me Baby. I remember
2: in a session once with Brian Ashton at Bath, there was a, like, there was a, we we're doing a mauling session and he, what, he, he had this new tactic where our forwards coach didn't like it. Our forwards coach at the time, Michael Furley, the Australian, a brilliant coach, he used to like to name the forward pack on a Tuesday morning because then you knew for the unit session, scrums, line outs, mauls, whatever it was, rucking in the morning, You knew the pack, so you could start working together on the Tuesday. But Brian Ashton said, this week we're going to do it differently, and we're not going to name the forward pack and the back line until lunchtime, and then we'll train together this afternoon. So two things happened on that day. We realised we had two sessions instead of one, pissed off. And we realised that no-one had been picked for the weekend. So basically, it was war. So we had to go and get picked. We'll see how you perform in the session. We'll see who we're going to pick. They knew who they were going to pick. But we had this line-out mauling session, and it basically there was a big there was a massive There was like like a massive, like, almost fight, like a football fight where everyone's pushing and shoving and swearing and that sort of stuff. And Ashley I mean, absolutely hated it. He absolutely hated it. And he flew in and we were like, God, he must really not want us to scrap. And then a couple of minutes later, someone, Matt Stevens actually chinned one of the other props and he, it really smacked him and it all just kicked off. He was on the other team and it all just kicked off and it was an all in. It was one of the only ones I ever had in training. It was all in, getting whacked from every angle, swinging punches, punching your own team, it was flat out because everyone wanted to play against whoever it was, in Bedford or rather, It was like, this was everything. It's life or death, right? Unleashing hell, no one landing a shot. So we're flying in and Brian Ashton, there's videos of him. Brian Ashton was just standing there and he's like, look, look, look at them, they're fighting. <laughs> and afterwards we were like, we saw the video the next day. We like reviewed Ashy. We watched Ashy for the whole thing on the, on the analyst, analyst, analyst video. And they were like, so you piled in and stopped us first time. But second time, it, right. He it goes, yeah, but first time it was just the language. <laughs> language. was <laughs> we're, like, we're like, doof, doof, doof. And well, you see, so it all kicks off. And there's Gareth Delve was in. Remember Gareth oh, Delve? Yeah, he was handy. Gareth yeah. Delve, right. I still, Danny Grucock obviously hard guys. A lot of hard guys around. And I, I don't, I mean, I still, I play with some of the hard guys. Played against backies, both of those guys. I don't know if I'd back anyone who's not a trained yeah. boxer to beat Delvey in a fight. And I include Danny Grucock in that. Like, nobody, nobody, fuck with Delvey, nobody. So it kicked off, and I was on Borthas' side, and Borthas just whacked Delvey, like, in the side of the head. And Delvey turned around and went, and we didn't see it on the video. We didn't see it till the video afterwards, but Michael Foley, our coach... He literally ran in like this, going, no! Because <laughs> Delvey was about to kill Borthas, who's like his son and king of the team, line-out king. No! And he jumps in, and he properly, like, high tackles. He clotheslines Borthas back over himself, like, over his knees. No! <laughs> like, they're of Borthas, The rest of us are all getting pounded by Delvey. They're like, no, Steve! Yeah, you know, yeah. he
3: saved his life. But Delvey, is, was, Delvey was going to kill him. But there is that thing where... where um, uh, there's a video of Gareth Dale fighting it, I think, in a game, and like people are throwing punches. He's slipping punches, picking people off. Same with that, same with that Trevor Anus. Trevor Anus, yeah. against Ar- 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 Iris is yeah. a gloss to fight against. Ar- and most people are haymakering. And anyone who knows anything uh, about boxing, everyone's fighting up here, but he's throwing body shots, uppercuts, slipping punches, literally dusting people uh, 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 down, yeah. down <laughs> slipping like that. Uh, 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 and that's the most terrifying thing because you have a brawl. Yeah, that's fine. But suddenly we punch someone and he's not where you thought he was, and he's suddenly uppercut junior folded up like a deck chair like he, 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 he was, he it's was a horrible. bit
0: like the Matt Banahan video you told me to watch on YouTube oh, yeah. yeah, in in Banners. jersey yeah. Oh, yeah. My
3: Banners God. can throw him yeah. luckily he's a lovely bloke but
2: Delvey is a lovely man off the field on the field he was, he was injured a lot at Bath but he was one of those guys that if you mess with him you mess with him once and once only I'd like to see him have a fight with Dan Barr actually I'd oh, I'd like I'd like to see Mike like Tyson have like fight with
0: Dan I'd like to see him in Ascot. Ascot, yeah.
3: He'd
2: yeah. <laughs> be he'd just be smoking punks at Ascot.
3: <laughs> yeah, it'd be game over. Dan Barr, that would be incredible, that could like, just yeah. as well win yeah, so, da- so Dan Barr is have,
2: yeah. uh, he used to play for, for
0: Canada. Um he's now in Carlet, strength and kind strength yeah. and conditioning at Wasps, isn't yes. he? And he's he's a little bit crazy, isn't he? He's like yeah. um a
3: yeah. giant sirloin steak of aggression, just yeah. like absolute roid and all I'm not saying he's obviously done any bits and pieces but like, <laughs> no. he's he just incredible shape like just drinks 17 cups of coffee a day you know smashes Red Bull in between the coffees and, and he's just sheer <laughs> aggression sheer yeah. aggression I remember
0: squatting yeah. there was uh, some weights on the bar and it was like 100kg and I was just doing some squats yeah. and then Dan would just come along when I racked it and just shoulder press it yeah like yeah with, no better than these, nothing.
3: He, I mean his first day at WAS, there was like records on the wall that was like, all right, bench press, someone's done two twenty. He put it on, repped it out for five, and he's like, Man, records don't mean anything. And just put this, <laughs> he goes, It's not gonna make you a better player and just walks off. So every time I, I, I get into him every day, every day about everything. Because the other day we were doing a warm up and he goes, Right guys, air squats. And I was like, What? <laughs> what? Dragon kicks. So I obviously for the whole session was running around going, Aqua squats, air squats. And he's like, veins are going up because we got on real well. He he, he, he won't attack you he won't attack me but I think there's even a tipping point I remember that one time in a session that people weren't warming up properly um, and messing around and he, and he went uh, he, he shouted he goes you MF you know you, can say it, yeah, you if you don't start training properly I'm going to haul you till you die there's no game this weekend. Di said I can do it. We're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, my God. Like, what do you mean? He's like, oh, I'm going to have a do fitness until you bleed. I'm like, OK. Yeah. I'm like, literally, everyone was like, ha, Straight, like, high Bloody. knees, everything else. He I speaks st-
0: like B.A. Baracus, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Um, he still calls Die Ted, does yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ted? Yeah, yeah. Why is He's, that? I don't know. <laughs> it's his name, nickname.
2: Yeah. Dan Barr called me Honey in a game once. There was like, we <laughs> played against Cardiff, and like, I was, John Humphrey's on the floor. And I was shooing him, a bit of a cheap shot, and then I saw a fist like swing past my face, and it was Andrew Lewis, the old Welsh prop. Remember Andy Lewis? Yeah. And he swung, and I was like, Woof, and he swung again, and he just missed both times, luckily, because he was hidden behind someone else. Otherwise, I'd have been asleep. So it, <laughs> it went quite quickly past my face. And I sort of moved back out of the way, and I was like, whoa. And he goes, oh, you gutless bastard. I said, I dodged a punch, mate. It's not gutless. And afterwards we had a little push and push and a shove. And Dan Barr came and he said, "You okay, honey? To me? Yeah. <laughs> you you're right, honey? It's like fine, absolutely fine."
3: Wait, I played so against I... the week
2: before, so like a week before I'd have been like, "Do you want to go?" But I'd sent him the week before, and I was like, "I do not want to go with you." So yeah, I'm, ha- he's I'm the, happy to concede that
3: he's the one that used to that used to uh, kick off, right? And he would about five meters away from where the bloke was going to catch it would take off. So he was yeah, like yeah. like a flying <laughs> surfboard, rocket at, band. And yeah. he would either fold the guy up or brutally knock himself out. <laughs> yeah. And it was terrible. And he was like, wanting to kill people. Literally. He's he like, was like he Lewis does. Moody,
2: but not with a, not with the body of a schoolboy. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Hold
1: up. What was that?
2: Will you come back now? Welcome back, everybody. Um, this is part two of the Flats and Shanks weekly podcast with James Haskell, um, who we've established as a nice man and has got meat... I've got that T-shirt, by the way. In
3: the size that fits. Mine's too small. <laughs> Mine's a bit, it's a bit... I think what's happened is it's... that Chloe's? It's, well, it used to fit and then it's been put in the tumble dry and it's shrunk now, so it's got to go on the charity box. Yeah. Well, along with the rest Give of to it it Shanks. He's up. got
2: arms like noodles. Give it to Shanks. I will just comment on... <laughs>
0: I was just coming out on Flats' this dress, which has actually... It's got a lot better this last sort of 18 months. Do you know why? Um, black is very slimming as well, so I'd like to see in a white T-shirt one day.
3: It's because... It's because, it's, it's because you're working outside... In that homemade gym, eating steaks every five minutes. Yeah, if anyone follows you on social media, that seems to be your life. Training outside, it look what looks like a very cold, quite grassroots setup, but looks effective. I, I with next electric to my grills. I have
2: grills that are just outside my little garage. Traeger in it. You got one of them? Got a Traeger. I'm actually getting one them tomorrow. That's you, is it? Yeah, yeah, I thought so. Um, I. <laughs> I chat with those guys. I think uh, Owen Farrell got one. Put me in touch with Owen Farrell as well, and I think Bafes is going to get one as well. But, but they are, they're, ama- they're genuinely amazing. It's Kip.
3: But I need to learn how to actually barbecue. I've
2: got, I've got the ultimate guy who will come to he's you coming and the demo house tomorrow. Yeah, Marcus. Yes, he's the man. The wood.
3: The, what's it called? The wood. The wood. The Devin Woodsmoke. F-
2: yes, Marcus, good mate of mine. He is. There is no one better at cooking anything outdoors than Marcus. And, and you reckon on I'll Earth. pick up a lot? pretty, pretty Honestly, quickly. mate, All he's right, a fine. genius. Because I just put sausages and and get his number and keep. He loves it when you text him on Christmas Day saying how long for a turkey. <laughs> He actually does. Yeah. I, I text him relentlessly Christmas Day every year. Cook everything outside.
0: Best have had. Though, I've got a it? little
3: weights rack, so I do my. have seen it. I've seen it. Squats, deads, bench. My favourite one was when you were doing that. Um, the shuttles. <laughs> and it was like yeah, I can imagine that if you were any sort of vehicle you'd be a small outboard thing that would be like a boat that would be like <laughs> and, and as you got quick on the turns it was <laughs> and then it would, go, it would go again pure diesel absolute M- milk diesel milk float mate yeah. it was just a milk float waddling not, not, like a duck yeah, not yeah. as bad as Corb so if you follow Corb on, on social media yeah. he obviously he's got himself in great nick but his knees still are on back because he can't run <laughs> so he's doing shuttles it's like listen mate you retired because them knees are dusted don't don't worry about it. He's like, he's like Big Bob Casey with his knees. You can hear his knees clapping each other on the way past. Like, yeah. Just like, ah, that's going to chafe on I, the way past. I never forget when I walk upstairs, one of my ankles clicks. And, and I remember Owen Farrell just poking his head around, going, Is that you, mate? And I was like, Yeah. And he's like, Time to get a new ankle in, pal. And literally yeah. just shot, shut his door, but he, was, he found it hysterical that like I was creaking away. Are you yeah. still
0: big mates, with Owen Farrell?
3: Yeah, that's some, that band that got out of hand, that. Yeah. No, no, no. So can
0: you explain what you'd actually did? Because. Some, yeah. people, some people don't follow rugby that much. One's doing a crossword at the back. We just... amazing. she come over and ask me um, if I knew what um, four, 18 across was. four
2: letters. Pa- Eight, 18 down. Pale. Was, yeah. Pale. Of, what... of skin. Well, no, I don't know pa- why she asked me. Of... By the way, I've, I've got a mate who's a crossword genius. Fair is the answer we got. We actually guessed that ourselves. And by the way... When you said we, I did. By the way, seven down, um, which you haven't got, is heel or sole. Uh, by the way, it's part of a football. There's a I mean, this woman at the back who's literally got earplugs Yeah, Crossword, just... crossword.
3: <laughs> Her husband's obviously brought her along in hell. Yeah, um, tears in her eyes. Yeah, yeah but, it, but
0: the Owen Farrell sort of
3: yeah, um, rocks you yeah, were doing. Yeah, so again, it, it kind of all started um, organically, as kind of all good stuff does, really. I, I it began orgasmically. It was a wonderful. It did. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, it was quite nice because obviously Owen, he, you know, is the ultimate professional. Um, he, you know, his he's so dedicated in what he does, and even though i'd like to pride myself on being similar i obviously don't mind a bit of media don't mind a bit of this uh, you know and I, I don't see it as a distraction so i kind of when <laughs> owen who doesn't like that kind of stuff when i i realized that i could make him react really awkwardly and also because he's a funny guy once you sort of chip away at the real serious layer um he yeah he was involved and it was it was one of those things that just kept getting more and more views the only problem is though is everyone's taking it so seriously so I still get tweets. How's your best mate? Is he your best mate? If you ask Owen, he, he probably says he hates me. Um So it's a little bit awkward. Um, I did ask him, actually. Yeah, he probably says I'm all right. I asked him on telly and he goes,
2: well, he said, the thing is, he's a good bloke, but as soon as the camera comes on, it's all about him, isn't it? <laughs>
3: oi, <laughs> oi, that, oi, that's what he says. That's what he says every yeah. time. He goes, And he goes, he says, um, I was like, yeah, I hate that. <laughs> he says he's got to say it. I've got a saying. He's got a saying for me. It's like, out for coffee, out for dinner, out for physio, out for himself. That's, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's what he good. says. He goes, where were where, where you, mate? Team would doing... I was, like, I was actually out for coffee, getting some physio. I was like, all oh, right, out for physio, out for coffee, out for yourself. Um, but he is. He goes, every time the camera's on, you just turn into such an asshole." I'm like, yeah, sorry, sorry. Um, so it was, it was funny, but it kind of got to a point where I think he was getting increasingly uncomfortable with it, so I just stopped. And we
0: don't talk anymore. Who would uh, be your big mates, then, in the England set-up? Who do you hang around with? Who do you have food with? I'm um,
3: I'm one of these guys, mainly because nobody likes me, but I'm one of these people. <laughs> I'm one of Wherever the, there's uh, a seat, then yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, honestly, I, I have no same at Was, same anything. I don't have any social group. You know, are so uh, gonna say friends then. Yeah, well, okay. none of them either. But yeah. it, you know, there's a lot in, in any team. There's kind of some cliques that, that stay yeah. together. Even in the best best will in the world. There's always teammates who stay together. Guys, you prefer to sit down. I don't. I literally will sit with anyone, talk to anyone, kind of <clears throat> react with it. You know, with anyone and and. Uh, you know, I, I spent a bit of time with, with, with Owen because, you know, we're we a love of coffee and everything else. Dylan Hartley, Danny Kerr, um, you know, uh, Courtney, when you comprise him away from playing World of Warcraft or, or Clash of Clans or whatever he's doing. Um, so all those kind of boys. But as I said, anyone who's going out for a coffee, anyone's doing anything, at dinner I'll sit down. Anyone's
0: I, sociable, you're out. Yeah, yeah.
3: I just, I just a- always like doing that. And then, and then nobody invites me anywhere and, uh, and I find out they've all gone out, you know. <laughs> which... Apart from Prince Harry, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What about... What's your relationship like? Well, we, I mean, we
2: probably know this, but Michael Dobson on Twitter has asked your relationship like with... Um, is there any unresolved tension between you and Joe Marler? Because uh, no. you had that little spat in a game and you did quite yeah. a nice little
3: MMA throw on it. I that. did, I, yeah. I, like I was yeah. pleased with that as well. And, 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 really uh, pleased. Again, all the sort of... Um,
0: I mean, what, what sparked it off was he squirted a little bit of water in your face.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, then again, and everyone's like, oh, you know, don't... You know, you reacted or making jokes about squirting water in my face. It was the very fact that I was getting... Uh, I think yellow candid at the point and getting choked and Joe is the ultimate wind up merchant and I, I hadn't played in in kind of eight weeks so as you know you, there's a quite a, a, a level of aggression brewing um, you know whenever whenever you kind of not playing and, and that's why you kind of when you're playing every week that's fine but if you don't play you start getting you know get, mm. getting aggressive you know not aggressive sorry but you start getting angry with your missus, you start getting angry with your mate everything else because you're not getting that kind of opportunity to vent and I just come on come on the field. And and Joe was choking me out with my, my head guard, and then I, I did what I thought was a very naughty MMA. Took side control. I yeah, it's beautiful. Would have put a full ground the pound if we were throwing yeah, punches. Came over. But yeah. You can't can't do that. He's a big bloke as well, and he yeah, made it, him look like a, <laughs> a bit of paper. Yeah, yeah. And then we, we, as we were getting off, he 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 squirted water in my face, and I was like, right, my head's come off here. But <laughs> everyone goes, you, everyone goes, you lost it. I go, no, I didn't because I didn't throw any punches. Yeah. yeah and yeah. you know how ten years ago you'd have chinned him, oh, would it? But you can't anymore. You yeah. know, the thing is, I didn't throw any punches, and I love Joe. He, uh, you know, I have, and, and the thing with that is, there was absolutely no, no bad blood, no nothing. He just went, "You lost your head." I went, "Yeah, I did, yeah," and because he, he was so pleased, I got a yellow card. Yeah, he, I bet he a, was, <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: It was a perfect. But I, again, I'm one of, I've had no, I've never, never, had any grudges. I absolutely lo- love Joe, and he, I literally texted him afterwards, was like, "Sorry, mate, head head did come off there." And he goes, "It did a bit," but the worst it was as I was walking off. Danny Care got you, yeah, got me, and yeah. honestly, honestly, I took one look at Danny Care and I was like. It just wouldn't be fair. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, yeah. But but also, he's a horrible, nasty little scrap. And I reckon if you got him, he'd boot you in the head. Do you know what I mean? He'd, yeah, be, like, yeah. he'd, be, like, he'd be like gnarly, like bite your ear yeah, off. When something down, like, yeah, when you're down, he's kicking. That's in the what I mean. Yeah. he all also... be gouging and stamping. He looks lovely. He ain't. And also, ain't. the worst thing is, is that he's... Because he's got, he's got great footwork and he's so difficult. I, 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 he would have had to be slightly closer for me to get him. Because there's a time where... I remember playing against uh, Quinns. And there's a tap, men- tap penalty five metres from the line. And I literally got up and he just... Stepped me and, and scored, but luckily it, what he hadn't taken it on the mark. But I was completely embarrassed. And he just get up, he just gets up, and he's like that, <laughs> yeah, smiling but, and laughing yeah. at me, giving a wink. I'm like, don't do that, Danny. Um,
0: do we have any yeah. questions? Do we have any questions in the audience? Uh, put your hand up if you've got a question. Yeah, um, we got just, one down there on the just right. Just before there, here, Dowie Morris on Twitter, not the Dowie Morris. So you're right. Um, he says,
3: Bance or body that secured Chloe." Um. Chloe, Chloe assures me, and as you can imagine that, looks play no role in in, in um No. Yeah, obviously. Um, and uh I I when I first started kind of serenading her, or oh, yeah. Did you
2: serenade her? <laughs> so Chloe, romantic. my yeah. Chloe.
3: <laughs> yeah, I did. Let your hair down, Chloe. Um I uh when I was no what was the, what was it courting her. Yeah. When I was courting her, I, I, I got a number and we were kind of talking and I, I was speaking to her on the phone for about 45 minutes and, she, and I thought I was on fire. She was laughing. But then I looked back and she must have told me to stop with... I don't know exact words, but oh, stop with all this rugby banter. It, you know, I'm not one of your teammates. So obviously I wasn't making such a good impression as I, as I kind of thought yeah. I was. And shagging stories, where do I start?
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, who's, got, who's got a question here? Um, say your name. Me, that question was, that all right. Right
3: about, sorry. Hi, my name's Stan. Um,
2: really? <laughs> Ha- yeah. Hang on, how old are you, Stan?
3: 37.
2: Hang on, my 1981 dad, you were dad, born? Stan Lee,
3: my dad's Stanley, my granddad's
2: Stanley. Hang Lee on, 19... I was... Okay, okay, that's fair enough. 1981.
3: 1981,
2: I reckon you might be the
3: only person who was named Stan that but year. You know, you know, we were looking at something, the other right. we are looking online, that there are like six or seven names that are completely dying out for yeah, men. Gary. Gary, Terry, Aaron, uh, Stan. Yeah, Stan died out a long Colin. time ago, mate. God. Cheers. Graham.
2: My yeah. dad's called Graham. Every 19 year old
3: called Graham. Oh, oh yeah, who's, looking, who's looking down at that kid
2: going, all right, baby, Nigel? Yeah, Nigel, Clive, Stan. Anyway, sorry, Stan. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> no, it's fine. Right. Yeah. Continue, vu. I've had it for 37 years. It's fine. Mm. Um, so, going back to your point earlier about back row balance. Yes. If Eddie all of a sudden had a wild imagination and said, Hask,
3: you're going to get the captain of the for the World Cup. I want to build my back... Be that wild, mate. Well, yeah. you know... <laughs> <laughs> steady on. It would not be that unfounded. What? If hell yeah. fruit fr- froze over. Having nicked seventy-seven yeah. caps, and yeah. been a liar yeah. yeah. We're going to make yeah. you a senior player. If I actually became a wizard and yeah, <laughs> right. Okay, yeah. In, in, in an impossible seventeenth <laughs> dimension where I was actually made captain. Yeah. No, no, no. Gen- genuinely. Yeah. Uh, and we've seen you play some fantastic yeah. rugby. Uh, all about back row balance. If if the back row was built around you,
2: who would you want with you? Who who were the two players, England players that can? Genuinely um, compliment your game. So these aren't, who do you think's the best? This is,
3: who who compliment you the best? Mike Teague. <laughs> Peter Winterbottom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay, this is, yeah, I, I would say that my, and I, I would love playing with all the uh, the, the back row guys, and, I, and I'll caveat. it, and you're right, it's not about the, the best players. It, it For me, it would be Billy and, and, and Chris Robshaw, because I think we've played, we've... Yeah, I think we've pl- we've played we've we've played together. I think you know we kind of work well together. Mm. But again, to be to be honest with you, I, you know I've loved playing with when um you know with with Nathan and and um I'd be interested to see you know say you had an opportunity with um you know Sam. I mean I quite enjoy playing six and seven with, with with Jack Willis or someone like Sam Under. You know what I mean? Playing those different positions. Um, but I think those those two guys I've always kind of really enjoyed. And actually, I find that when Uh, Rob and I play together especially, I think we we kind of complement each other quite well, and we've not... It's been a shame, because I was thinking about the other day, I've really enjoyed having a kind of a partnership with him, but, you know, because I don't play at the same club, we kind of only ever meet up with England, get on very well, kind of really enjoy going out to battle together, but don't often get the opportunities, or don't ever often kind of get said, you know, talked about as as a good pairing, but I I quite enjoy them.
2: And actually, that's when England were arguably at the best under Eddie Jones, is when that was the back row, because Yeah, it was almost like you you almost had a really nice blend. You talk about the compliments. You had Billy. It's almost like having you and Robbo on the sides means that Billy's a hard-working guy for 130 kilo and yeah. He's got a hell of an engine on him when he's fully fit, but actually it allowed him to perhaps probably make fewer tackles, visit fewer rucks, because you had Robbo, who's just pure work, pure stats, and you had you, who registers a huge amount of stats but has a little bit more you know, power than, say, Rob Shaw. So it's a nice blend. And then you've got Billy, who's kind of fast-twitch explosive, but he probably needs to rest
3: between huge efforts. So it kind of worked beautifully, didn't it? Yeah, I do, and I, I, do, I, do, I do genuinely believe that it's not about what, what players look like or what the perception is. It's got to be down to, to, to balance of what you're trying to achieve. And again, there was a lot of confusion over this... Uh, well, not confusion, but talk about the back row um, in the Six Nations. Failure to adapt, failure to, to run the, the, the breakdown. And for, for me, I think a lot of that's rubbish. I think a lot of that is... Um, People who who don't really understand rugby, picking up bits and pieces and commenting on stuff. When people always think that the back row are responsible for the breakdown, it's not. It's, it's a 15 man, it's a 15 man obligation to clear people out properly. And when we played against Scotland, they uh, did something that we hadn't seen um, very often in the Premiership at all: sending two guys to compete for the breakdown. Which actually, with some of the new rulings. They did it so well, especially did France, where they arrived at exactly the same time. So the referee couldn't determine who was there first. So you got two guys competing. You know, we were used to sending less guys to breakdown. You have to have one man, one bullet. You have to have that ability to clear. I think that you know, as a team, we probably weren't we weren't spot on. And if and if you have to understand as well, people go, well, you know, you're not stealing ball at the breakdown. Defensively, that wasn't our defensive system. We we were having men on feet. We were trying to do that. Obviously, tactically, that's something where. We've, we've had to learn, adapt and go back because week in, week out in the premiership, you know, you have one tackler, one guy on the breakdown, no, no competing. I think post Six Nations teams have started to compete a bit more and I think it's going right back to that competition again now all the time. And I think that defensively, England now adjusting so there will be a lot more competition around the breakdown, a lot more guys, you know, able to do that. But I think it's just people who don't know about stuff commenting, oh, the back row didn't sort of, you know, and I think unfairly kind of had a go at people like Courtney, et cetera, when it's, it's a 15 man job to do that. And they were very good at it, and, and they just presented a picture that we hadn't seen. So I think it's important to know when you're put, putting a team together who's going to be destructive tacklers, who's going to be our carriers, because it is all game line, you know, you can. You know, when you've got Mako as kind of your main ball carrier, you need someone like Billy as well to take the workload off off of him. You know, you need your back row boys need to be destructive. It's all about stopping people on the game line. And now you need to have the ability to compete as well. And if you've got all of that, that's fine. Or you could have an out-and-out out seven who's incredible, who'll go to 30 rucks, compete on everything but then you need two guys who are going to be off the floor who are really good at tackling and then they're going to be able to break you know get the the ball carries because the guy might not be as powerful so it's just it is all about that it's not, line lineout option as well these days I the well, think yeah. everyone's got to be a line-out option and if you if you choose not to you then handicap yourself elsewhere and teams are now there's so much analysis going on that you you know people always say oh we'd love to have him in the team but everyone wants to step armitage you know incredible player you know incredible um uh, uh, pardon? Yeah. Well, again. yeah, but, but great bo- for someone like his size, carrying everything else. But then the, 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 there was always the question of the kind of the, the work rate stuff or the line-out option. But then, but if he does what he does and did it so well, then you've got to look at the other two players you would, you, you would have. And, and that's what a lot of people don't really take into account. OK,
2: questions? Yep. Good stuff. Yes, mate, go
3: for it. All oh, right, it's Pete. There's a couple of us here from Reading Abbey Rugby Club,
2: yeah. uh, which is the... Uh, is that Jack Willis's old club, yeah, by any j- chance? <laughs> I thought it was, the, yeah. The junior club. Couple. No, but also Jack and... Uh, yeah, three... Uh, Jack and Tom Willis. Firstly, what, what have you made of them this season? How do you see the future? And also, you spoke about the new breed. Both of them are the new breed players pushing through at Wasps. But also, have you spoken to Jack since his injury last weekend? Because obviously, Owen you know, is innocuous at best. He's missing out on his first senior tour. He's a bright future for England and for Wasps moving forward. You know, What advice would you give him and, and indeed Tom moving forward? Um, yeah, no, Three questions, mate. Okay, you've taken the piss. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're taking the piss there, I right? um,
3: uh, you know, I spoke to Jack, I spoke to him already, that he's put a funny video up of him whizzing around in the wheelchair because he's actually uh, he actually played the game with a broken ankle, undiagnosed from two weeks before, uh, that he thought it was sore. So he's now got a broken ankle and obviously whatever he's done He's so not it, off he's... going on about it, though. Yeah. Well, like, well no, to be fair, I pulled out with a, with, a, with a bruised foot and now it makes me, <laughs> yeah. makes me look like the biggest <laughs> pussy in the world. Jack Williams is playing with... But that's probably why he's been picked for England and, 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 and that was kept him and fucking me out the back door. Very so, good you know, point. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Very good point. As long as yep. yourself, aware it's okay. Um, yep. And so, no, I think he's, I think he's great. I think, um, I think he's got uh, a, a skill set and ability that um, that you can't really coach. You know, he's got kind of hypermobility, mm. so he gets himself into incredible positions that you just can't, you can't coach that. It doesn't matter how, how many years you could spend all your time practicing it. You know, the guy, like, I was Tony, mes-
0: like Tony Finau, the golfer, so yeah, he just get his ankle back in.
3: Yeah. Oh, Yeah. Leading the Masters after one day. Yeah. Incredible. And, I was to, I was around. I was sitting on a physio bed, and Jack Willis was sitting next to me. And if any of you follow my Instagram, I put a video up, and he's standing there holding his toe and his leg up here, right? And I tried to do it, and almost Can't gave myself that? a back, back spasm. And, yeah. then I, and he and then I, I was filming. He did it, and he literally put his head on his knee, sitting up. And he's just got this incredible ability, um, and he's been so good over the ball. I think he's great, a great ball carrier. He's got a massive yeah. future. Yeah. I think he started off as, uh, with Wasse's, um there was a few injuries initially when he when he got started, and uh, I think he's been great for us this season. I think he he you know he probably could have played more games. Um, I think obviously um, Tom, but I, because he's a young player, I refuse to call him Tom. I call him Tim just to be awkward, like you yeah, know, that's just right. Just tell him I don't know his name. He's lucky. He's lucky you call him Tim because <laughs> because apparently I, when he came in, I was like, all right, Tim, right? And he looked at me and didn't say, and I was testing to see if he'd correct me, but he didn't. He didn't. I love that. And, I love that. It's and and the he best went, game. And ever. He went up to Jack and he's like Jack. Haskell keeps calling me Tim. <laughs> he, he does know my name's Tom. And, and Jack tried to have a word with me. It's like, listen, Jack, I know his name's Tom, but I'm going to call him Tim. So everyone now calls him Tim. Um, yeah. And uh, uh, rugby chat. And um, <laughs> bloody lads of <on> <laughs> yeah, us. Uh, yeah, I think he's great as well. I think he's got a, a, a big future. Obviously, injury wise, listen, uh, for me, injury's always a, a, a disappointing time. I know he'll be, you know, he, he 100% would have gone on, capped on the tour. And he fully deserved it. But if that's not going to happen now, he just needs to see see an opportunity to come back better. Um, you know, really focus on looking after his body, getting in the best possible shape, and then worrying about kind of coming back and playing second. Because if you try to focus too much on playing and what you're going to do, and if you're going to get into England and everything else, don't worry about that. Just worry about what you can control, which is what you put in your body, how you train, how you recover, get himself in the best possible shape, and then hit the ground running. Just
2: read your book then, yeah. Perfect, yeah, perfect fit. Perfect, I'll get my copy. Yeah. Book or is that? A, I thought it's a pamphlet. There's one over there by the bar, yeah, mate. Brilliant. The guy who looks like Die Young had Die not ever <laughs> been to the gym or worked out. OK. Hi, guys. I'm Rob. What? Um, do you think Sean Edwards is the right pick for the defence coaching role? Um, what, for England? Yes. So Matt Dawson does, doesn't he? Matt Dawson is, yeah. has tipped him to be the guy. What do you think, Has?
3: Well, I mean, I, I, I was lucky enough to work with, with Sean, and he's uh, undoubtedly an incredible coach, um, a man so passionate about kind of of everything that it, it, it you know, his kind of his passion, and aggression just overflows. And, you know, you would know, you know, you'd want to just absolutely batter people, um, you know, when he kind of speaks. And, and, and he, he's a great motivator. Um, I think, yeah, I think he'd be great. I'm obviously very disappointed that kind of Paul Gustav's going. I think he's been uh, strange,
0: though, isn't it?
2: yeah well,
3: very strange the, the timing of this yeah uh, i mean i think um I think you made a very good point earlier when we were talking about it going you know if you coach. go to a world cup it's very good it 's very hard to get a job after you know if you win it then it's great, but if anything less than winning you know what, what's the situation so obviously a once in a lifetime opportunity to, to coach harlequins um, to be director of rugby came up, and I think he 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 made the decision to to do that and i 'm disappointed because eddie's been undoubtedly the the kind of the, the, the genius behind England's resurgence and winning those bits and pieces, but what people forget is that he's got two or three very incredible coaches underneath him. You know, Borthas, you know, has turned into a, a very, very good coach. He was a great sort of analytical player, but you know, his his now, you know, his ability to coach and he, on the Lions tour he was brilliant for the kind of the midweek guys. And Paul Gustard kind of brings the 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 knowledge, the passion, the the. Um, Know, that his presentations are, are kind of legendary and he's a, a very good guy, full stop. And I think that they all work very well together. And I think that would be just very disappointing that the England are losing someone as quality as him, really.
0: Yeah, is not- Sean is brilliant for Wales. and He's done with the Cardiff Blues as well. He's done a lot of um, defence coaching with him. He is brilliant. Just the way he gets his point across, the way he motivates players, um, it would be a huge loss to Wales if he did go.
2: Uh, before and one last question. Are you uh, Not one last question. Um, one question from me, Shanks. Are you... Um, Still hoping to get the 8.40 train, mate, because <laughs> at the moment you're going to miss it. If you want to leave, you can. Um, one train gets him home at 10, the next one gets him home at 1. <laughs> and the one that gets him home at 10 leaves. It leaves in, okay, it leaves in 14 okay. minutes. It's two minutes delayed.
0: Um, what are you do, sorry, our kid? Right. Um, We've got any more questions? Yeah, okay. you, you can't you sacrifice put work back, yeah.
2: for this, mate, you give a train journey home. I'm, mate, I will st- guys, just so you know, I will stay as long as it takes tonight, OK?
3: <laughs> just to let I, you know i won't yeah. But
2: um i'm also i'm also I've, I've had a lot of shoulder surgery so i can't throw a ball very far um but i could hit my hotel with a cricket ball from here so i'm more i'm more than happy to stay yeah yeah like yeah like t-rex throw Yep, yeah, go for it clark kent Hi, name's chris um is that
3: chris robshaw
2: that is chris robshaw, is, robshaw. robshaw. is that hair real or is that lego <laughs> You interviewed me for a job at Bath a couple of years ago, so... Oh, do you get it? No. So i <laughs> tell you who got it. i tell you who got it was um, my mate Baz got it. He, he spells his name Baz. Oh, he's my mate now, I didn't know him then. He spells his name Baz uh, with two Zs. Like, what vermin does that? Baz. <laughs> <laughs> Baz, it's pathetic. And, but he only got the job because his uncle, Frank is the um, travel editor for the Mail on Sunday, which is the most read travel supplement in the UK. And I knew that if I gave Baz the job, I'd have an inn and I'd get some free holidays. And it worked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, I didn't know that at the time, but it did it work out that way. Did you... Are you the guy that uh, we interviewed for that job, by the way, who, when I used to have a proper job, I used to interview people and decide who got jobs and who didn't? I what can't believe joke. they let you used to do that. Wait, I was the gaffer, mate. Well, I, I know. How were you? I remember that. It was people. <laughs> no, but, no, but were, were you the guy? The question to you before you start, are you the guy who... I remember one of the interviewees for that didn't get it because I said, right, they had loads of official questions. it's like, all right, get those done, they're dull. You've got a weekend off. You can do whatever you want. You can go wherever you want. Money's not a problem. anything you want the weekend. And you said, I'll tell you what, I'd go for a run, I'd work out, and I'd probably give my house or my flat a proper deep clean. No. Was that you? <laughs> <laughs> I said Again, I was forwarding got to be <laughs> professional, uh, but that wasn't me, so. <laughs> okay, anyway, fine. Yeah, hey, go question. for it. Um, Interesting seeing Cipriani back in the squad for the summer tour. Um, personally, I think he's there on form. I think he's done a fantastic and I-, I want him to see there at the World Cup. Do you think that Eddie's given him an olive branch this summer, just that he stays in England next summer, so that if there's an injury crisis at 10, if he needs cover, he- <coughs> Sips is going to be there and he can pick him for him?
3: Well, it's a very ruthless way to uh, to look at things. Um, aggressive. Actually... actually well, listen. Anything's possible. I think Danny's been. Uh, I think Danny's been incredible for Wasps um, in his in his second stint. I, I think that um, you know he he, he attacks uh, you know sort of very uniquely in terms of um, other tens. You know, uh, obviously other tens. It's not about who's better. It's about what you want, how you want to play. What what you know how he works in an environment. But I think um, he's been excellent. I think listen. There's always you know there's always reasons behind everything. But I think Danny's there on merit. I think that um, you know. The idea of, of of someone like Eddie Jones is to always see the bigger picture, always be one step ahead. So he knows what he's going on. He, he you know he knows you know what his kind of team he wants to put in, what he's going to be involved in. And I think Danny's going to go to South Africa and, and really take the opportunity and really uh, kind of um, you know whether he gets an opportunity to play or not. I think it'd be great to have him in the mix. I think he deserves to be there. Um, and a lot of people uh, you know misunderstand Danny. He he absolutely loves uh, you know rugby. He he works so hard helps. on his game. And he wants to, um, you know, he wants to play for England more than anything else. And I think sometimes, you know, he's been disappointed, uh, you know, on a number of occasions not getting in. And I think sometimes un- un- unfairly. Um, and, you know, he might have a, uh, an image or a persona and it might not look like it worries him, but Trust me, he's very disappointed every time he doesn't. So to see his face when he actually got the nod was was something to behold. And for him to you know to play like he's been playing, I just hope he gets an opportunity. I hope he enjoys it, um, and I hope everyone you know starts to see you know what a good player and good person he is.
0: From the outside, he like he plays a certain way, doesn't he? You know, but he needs others around him to yeah. to, to work off. And I think you know that combination with Farrell, with him possibly at ten and Farrell at twelve, will work for
2: England. See what something that's worked so well for Wasps is. Um, Cipriani and almost almost whomever's in the midfield so 13 has been really important to you, whether it's Lava Balavu or whether it's De Jong been really really important for you guys but also Willie LaRue's been really important so um, Sips seems to create space he seems to deliver the right pass late very often lovely attacking player I think the best attacking player in England in any position And but I do wonder if he will have the same success with England I really hope he does cause I've loved watching him play really pumped really chuffed he's got picked because uh, I think he's a lovely man as well and all that stuff, but he's a brilliant player. But I would quite, I quite like the idea of Daly. There's there's chat today from Brendan Gallagher on social media. One of the one of the sports writers, one of the great sports writers, and he said that Cipriani is listed as a fullback for the England Barbars game on Sunday. And what's the point? He's been fly half all season, and I, I agree with that. But I quite like the idea of Cipriani working with Farrell, working with say a Joseph or a Slade at thirteen, and then working with someone like a Daly at fullback hitting the line because uh, Willie Larue's really profited from Cipriani, but a lot of the time Cipriani's delivered really good ball, but Willie Larue's just such an all round wonderful player that you feel like England need a great attacking fullback to get the most out of Cipriani. Now is it worth picking someone just Cip- at fullback just to suit Cipriani at ten? I would argue yes, because I think he is the best attacking fly half in England when he's playing well. So I would pick the tools to try and get the best out of him. So I think fullback selection Weirdly, I think it's one of those things that could really affect how Danny Cipriani looks at an England
3: shirt. I'm also <laughs> surprised that um, you know, Danny hasn't had more opportunity because I don't know if you remember in the, before the, the 2015 World Cup, which, which went well, um, um, was a, a warm-up game against France away. And, and Danny c- came off the bench and basically single-handedly uh, got us back in the game. And I, I thought in, in those 15 minutes he played, 20 minutes he played, he kind of showed why he, what he can do. And I was surprised that, he, that, that I didn't play him into the actual World Cup squad then. Um, I'm not sure he would have necessarily got any game time, but just that one performance, that kind of sticks in my mind. For someone that he'd been out for a while, got the opportunity, we were getting absolutely drilled by France, you because know, we, we trained all the way through. So we'd done like fitness two days before the game, Knackered, so everyone was, yeah. Yeah, everyone was shattered. And, and they'd made a point of that, but a lot of fans, a lot of media don't know that and don't care, so everyone's just getting... They all look tired, they well, look I rubbish. The knife in, yeah. Yeah, of course you did. Um, in between tweeting about how good Don Armand is, by the way, will you stop going on about that? He's mate. an incredible player. Just He's give it so a rest. Good. He's Luke Luke so, good, Luke Luke when have you ever Cown tweeted Dickey about Dickey me? As well. Luke Armendickie is so as well. good. Yeah, you you literally get these people like every little little, little sound bites. every Ask, If yeah. I if I'm picking
2: an England squad, yeah, okay, I I'll put you in it, and I put you in it for if team management, mainly <laughs> for playing reasons. Yeah, <laughs> you're a fucking kit man, mate. Yeah. I, I put you in it for rugby reasons, and I put you in it for personality reasons. I I do not see, and you can't be objective because you're in the same position. I do not see how an England coach watches every Premiership game because I know Eddie Jones' work ethic is unquestioned. I do not see how you watch and do not put him in. It's, for me, it's as crazy as it would be to leave out a Mako Pola or leave out a Jack Knoll fully fit. I just cannot believe he's not in because okay. I think he's better. And I
3: actually love. Play- um, I'd never played with Don. I didn't really know him until he came on that uh, Game against Island. I'd, I met him in the week. What a, what a top guy. Uh, Great and, guy. And also, lovely guy. Unbelievable collection of haircuts he's had in his time. Yeah, he's got and, the blade and the fear. Yeah, and, yeah. and he. And he um, and I love playing with him. I think he put me through a couple of holes in, you know, in the game, not, not anywhere else. Um, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and he, yeah, I just really liked him. And I, and See, I his, was... his,
2: his kid's got a fin as well. He's yeah. got, like, the mobile But, but I just fin, think it's I one of like
3: those that. things I'm not, I'm never a position hater. I'm always one of those guys that takes people on face value. And yeah. I'd obviously know all about um, Don, how, how good he was. I obviously follow you on Twitter, so every five minutes you're banging the drum. Yeah. And it was... It was actually great to meet him, see that he's a very good player, see, ultimately see that he was a top guy and he had a bit of chat, and I, I love that.
0: Just right. uh, Dan Cipriani, his first international cap was 2008 against Wales. He came off the bench and um, I tackled him. Um, <laughs> I, think that, the thing, I think I basically put him off international rugby. <laughs> uh, right, we'll have one more question.
2: Um, the human lightsaber got him, did it? <laughs> yeah, OK. <laughs> Whoa, there's a ghost in the room. <laughs> the ultimate decoy, Moss right, to a flame. Richard, hi. Yeah. Richard, uh, hi. Are you more looking forward to or apprehensive about playing against Wasps potentially next season and given the opportunity, how are you going to cut down Brad Shields? Two questions. Oh. You you're bar- taking the piss, okay?
3: Um, that'd be interesting. Well, I, had, uh, I hadn't actually thought of it yet. Um, I, 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 I was kind of... I'm more interested about my first day at Saints or my first time back in, in pre-season because... when I'm James. I mean. You know, you know everyone knows you, but you can't
2: assume everyone knows you. You have got to go, Hi, I'm Ask. I'm yeah, yeah. You can't say your nickname. Or or go in and just say,
3: hi, I'm... Ace, you know, I do, yeah, that's what I want uh, The Duke, the Duke. Yeah, that's, that's what I, I want. A really good nickname, right? I've never had a decent nickname, or any nicknames I've had. You can't say hey, so it's either Razor. It's James or Razor. Hask. Yeah. Razor, or, people just people just call me a Hask. I hate that. I hate my full. I hate my full name. It's very flat like, formal, and it's normally when someone's bollocking you. It's quite harsh. Welborn, Welborn, Welborn. So I'm like, I want to, I want to go in there and go, yeah, lads, call me Duke, Dukey. I'm like, all right, lads you know what I mean, yeah. the
0: operator. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, lads. All right.
3: Yeah, yeah. Shlong. Yeah, Schlong. yeah. Schlong. yeah. 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 I'll tell you one story. I'll tell you one story that this is uh, last thing is that I was driving out of Penny Hill Park right with my missus next to me, and Sam Burgess drove up next to me as he was coming in. We we're going out for the afternoon when we had windows down. I went, All right, right, Sam. He went. All right, shagger. <laughs> right? yeah, I love that. I love right. that. He went. All right, shagger. And I literally went like this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And I went, Sam, you've met my, uh, my my girlfriend, have you? Right. Anyway, so. He, he like laughed, didn't say anything about it, and he hadn't seen her. And then uh, she said, why is he calling you Shagger? Why is he calling you Shagger? And I obviously, you know, back in the day, I'd enjoyed my singledom, but Camping I'd never trip, been given that trip. title. Yeah. And I said, listen, he has never called me that before. <laughs> like, he's never called me a Shagger. He's just something the lads would call each other. You know, We're like, j- or, like top yeah. Shagger, whatever it might be. He's never done that. And you could see her not really believing it. <laughs> Mind's whirring, right? She's got MI6 on you know, satellite surveillance. <laughs> yeah. Phone's been disintegrated. And so anyway, thought nothing more about it. Later that week, walk in, Rob Webber. All right, Shagger <laughs> All right. <laughs> Chloe's next to him I'm like that. She goes, Oh, Shagger is it again? What, so, I, 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 honestly, I literally took them both to one side. I went, Webs. Why are you calling me that? And he goes, I, I don't know. I-, I heard you say it. Someone went, stop calling me shaggy when my missus is around. I'm not doing anything. I'm getting all the heat. Not bad nickname, though, because people worst yeah, nicknames
0: on yeah. that. Remember,
2: do you remember? Um, if
3: ben it's Johnston? it's
0: about me, no, I don't. No, 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 not okay. you.
2: Ben Johnston, the centre we had at Sarries years ago, Jono, and um, he played for England a couple of times. But he had this new girlfriend, and he was, we were like 23 at the time, 21, 22, we were, and he had a new girlfriend, and we were like, her name was Tina. I think they're married now, kids. I very, very lovely, and. um, they had a Greek wedding. She's Greek. They had an author, a proper Greek wedding. And then I remember at the wedding, this is not the story, but I remember at the wedding, we all went and we all got pissed beforehand. Even Richard Hill like got pissed. And we all walked into the church pissed in North London, wherever it was. And the, the Greek Orthodox priest was there. I don't know, the I'm probably saying it probably wasn't a priest. it's most, whatever Come was. Come on, mate. Was, yeah. Most everyone. And he goes, um, <laughs> and it said, uh, Tina, Tina so-and-so, Opelopper as where it was. Sorry. shit, I've done it. Oh, no, I've done
3: one one false move and you suddenly Jim oh, Davison. Have you Jesus. done it now? You done it? That's all right because I've got
2: Greek family, so I can do yeah. that. Yeah. So anyway, and it was like, and it was like, do you promise and swear on the holy whatever it is to take care of your husband? <laughs> and we just <and> we, <laughs> we just folded at the back of the thing. There's all of us, Chris, Chesney, and us, sort of, the bat and <laughs> Hilly. We're all screaming at the back. We like trying our best. We're falling over, sweating, laughing. Anyway, he we used to say, Jono, what's your new girlfriend like? He used to go, she's 27, lawyer. We're like, no, ask you, is she nice? Like, what's she like? 27 lawyer. <laughs> You're like, mate. yeah, so what are our hobbies? 27 lawyer. <laughs> You're like, all right, well no, mate, you marry someone who's got good future earning potential. Anyway, but sitting behind her the first time she came to a game, it was a second team game, she's come back from injury. And we just all sat behind this new girlfriend and we're like, go on, Shagger! Go on, driller! <laughs> go on, Nayah! Go on, Top Shagger! Go on, snugger! And she absolutely hated it. He wasn't, by the way, but uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, well, we do Hello. like to end uh, our podcast on a high. I think that's uh, a <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: pretty decent end. Uh, but thank you so much for coming along to the live Fuller's Guinness podcast. Um, please put your hands together for James Haskell. Well
2: done, Haskell.
3: Hang on, hang on. He's ended that. He's cut me off. I, um, you can I,
0: still make the train, Tomboy. I do have to shoot, but David Flam is going to do 10 15 minutes of no, a little bit of stand up no, for not you that. later on, later no, on he's today. Later on today. But seriously, thank you for coming. Thank you for pushing tickets. Um, I'll try and get the podcast up tonight. So if you have asked a question, you'd be quite famous by the morning. Um, <laughs> enjoy. Please ring responsibly. Thank Cheers, you. guys. Thank you. Thank you.